0: Old you are. We all judge people based on appearances, right? I mean, how many of us has, have have judged people, you know, based on the way they look? Maybe it was gender, or size, or race, or or maybe it was because they had some certain handicap, or they had tattoos, or they had piercings, or or their age. Like like Garrett said, uh, we just came back uh, from this weekend. We spent the weekend with uh, twenty five hundred four, uh, fifth, and sixth graders. Um, And and to think that little kids can't do something or, you know, fourth and fifth and sixth graders just aren't old enough to do some amazing things in God's kingdom is wrong. I mean, it it was so awesome to be there and to see these guys worship and to see the ideas they had about how they were going to share the gospel with each other, right? But so often we judge people based on appearances or or, or other things. Well, the ducklings in the fairy tale found out, you know, I'm sorry, the ducklings in the fairy tale found the ugly duckling to be hideous, It's because he was different. But in the end, they learned a lesson, right? That there is beauty in every person if we look for it. Now, whether or not we see that beauty in somebody else depends on whose eyes we use to look for it, right? God wants us to look at the world through his eyes. And Jesus showed us the world and what it looks like through the eyes of God. And so this morning, I have a, a passage, not super long. But if you have your Bibles and you want to open up to Luke 14, uh, Luke 14, verses 1 to 14. I want to read a story. And the story usually, um, people usually focus on something else. This is when Jesus performs a miracle on, on Sabbath. And that's usually what people talk about. But I want to look at something else. So Luke 14, 1 to 14. If you have your Bibles, you can open up. If not, I believe the verses up here on the screen. Check us out. Here's what it says. It says, one Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him away. Then he asked him, if one of you has a son or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this man your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. For anyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be uh, repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. In this story, Jesus encounters a man who other people would consider ugly. He was suffering from a disease called dropsy, in which fluid in your body builds up and and causes swelling, sometimes to an extreme, right? And people back in Jesus' time and people today would look at someone with dropsy and, and consider that someone to be different or maybe even ugly. They're not normal. They obviously have something wrong with them, right? And it makes them unpleasant to look at, right? Most people who encountered this man turned away, ignored him. Right? Or maybe maybe they didn't turn away and ignore him, but they just kind of sat and stared at him and been like, man, I'm glad that's not me. Right? But Jesus never ignored those who were ill, no matter, no matter how they looked. right? All he saw was what his heavenly father saw, one of his children, and that's why he healed them. Now, the situation at this party is like a lot of situations that you, the younger crowd, may find at school. Adults, perhaps you find this at your place of work, in in your certain circles, in your certain groups you hang out with, right? You had the Pharisees, the hosts, the rich people at the party, right? They were kind of like the popular kids, right? And the man with dropsy really could have been anybody else. You know, the, the kid who looked different, or the kid who acted different, or the kid who dressed just a little different than everybody else, right? Now, the popular kids would never have anything to do with this weird kid, right? We don't, we don't want to sit by this, this guy with drops. We don't want to sit by the weird kids, right? But as followers of Jesus, Jesus expects more of us. Now, adults, while you may not have a lunch table, right, you know, what about those, what about those circles or those groups you live in, right? We all have circles. You know, we have our, our circle, our group of friends, and we have our church, and we have, you know, maybe a little work group that we have, or, or all these different clubs and organizations. We may, we may be a part of it. It's the same concept. Right. Even at the church, we have groups. Right. I mean, we can be really friendly to members sometimes. Right. Someone else walks in, you're like, "Oh, I don't know that person. I don't want to talk to them. Or, or maybe you do know the person. You know, you're like, "Can you believe they're here? Do you know what their past is like?" Right. Jesus expects us to love everyone. Right. Jesus isn't just satisfied with us talking. those people who might be weird or different at school he's not satisfied with us just sitting down maybe every day at lunch with these kids and talking to them right because he goes on and he tells us that we're supposed to welcome these people into our lives permanently right luke 14 12 to 14 you have it back up here you have luke 12 again so check it out when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor the table he told them this parable when someone invites you to a wedding feast Do not take the place of honor for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the uh, least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Guys, younger kids when you have a birthday party right and i'm not talking to you right now adults you can shut your ears off for a second when you have a birthday party who do you invite your friends you know the 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 people who might be considered popular the ones that everyone likes maybe the sporty kids or 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 whatever right or or do you invite those kids in your class who don't have any friends the same ones that you and i both see on the playground who kind of hang out by themselves because they don't really fit in they don't really have somebody right? Who do you invite? High schoolers, junior hires, exact same thing. Maybe you don't have birthday parties, but you hang out, you have parties, you do things, right? Who do you invite? Adults, when you plan get-togethers, who do you hang out with? Who do you invite, right? That annoying person who drives you crazy, right? Friends, co-workers, maybe people who just, just are a little odd, a little different. Maybe they frustrate you at work. I don't know, right? Who do you invite? It's a tough question, isn't it? We want our friends, our circle, our group to celebrate with us. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But the challenge that Jesus gives us is that we need to make friends with people who are different and welcome them into our lives. Now, it's not easy to do at school. It's not easy to do at work, right? Because you've got people watching and it's not easy to invite outcasts into your circle of friends, right? Maybe some of your friends might leave because you've accepted these other people and they just, they just don't, they don't love people the same way you might, right? Or maybe you'll become an outcast yourself. But you know what? Jesus never worried about that. And if Jesus didn't worry about that, who are we to worry about that, right? We, we can't. The truth is that Jesus came to earth for the most undeserving, unlovable, unworthy people of all. Us right? Humankind, you, me, the popular kids, the the unpopular kids, the outcasts, everyone. Romans 3.23 tells us that we are ugly. And and basically what it says that we're ugly in our sin. Romans 3.23 tells us that we're ugly when it says that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's what Garrett was referring to, right? But even though we're ugly with sin, Jesus didn't look away from us. He came to earth and he died so our sins would be forgiven. Right, if if you came to the Honk musical, there's a great scene, one of the more popular scenes, especially among the kids, with a bullfrog. Right, um, Josh the bullfrog, and he comes out and he reminds you he's going to love you, warts and all. Right, and God does. Jesus loves you, warts and all. It does not matter. Jesus tells us to love the unlovely, uh, the unlovely, because he loved us first. He died for our sins, and all we have to do is accept him as our Savior, and then we'll have the ugliness washed away. Right. But when we give our lives to Jesus, we don't just give him part of our lives, we give him everything, including our desire to fit in with a certain group here or there, right? After Jesus healed the man with dropsy, Jesus reminded the guests of the party and us not to think of ourselves as better than anybody else, right? We're no better than anybody else, and we have to remember that we, sinners saved by grace right, are not, a, uh, not above anybody else, right, one more thing I want to point out, going back to the, another part of that scripture, Luke 17 uh, to 11, you want to put that up for me real quick, here's what it says, or not, there we go, Nope, same one, we'll go back, all right, so, uh, 14, 7 to 11, of course I lost my spot, here we go, um, oh, that was part of it, yeah, all right, 7 to 11. Give this, uh, where we at? There we go. No, that was right. I'm sorry. That was right. My bad. My bad. When he noticed how the guests picked the place of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a, man more, a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this man your seat. Then humiliated, you'll have to take the least important place. Here's the thing. Everyone knows someone who's in need of a friend, right? Everyone who might, someone who might look a little different, someone who may act a little different, someone who may sound a little different. Maybe they're overweight. Maybe they've they've pushed people away before, right? Maybe they have some sort of illness, right? Maybe they're just a little hard to take, right? It doesn't matter what makes them different. Jesus wants us to welcome them and to be a friend to all. In the eyes of the ducklings, in the eyes of the ducklings, it was the baby swan who was hideous, right? If we want to be followers of Christ, we need to look not with our own eyes, but to look with God's eyes. Because there is beauty in everyone if you're willing to look for it, right? And they're friends if you're willing to 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 take that chance, to take that step. Remember what Jesus did for you, and remember that someone else needs you. I want to pray, and then... We'll move on with our worship. Dear God, I want to thank you so much uh, for allowing us to be here. Lord, um, we just pray that you help us to love people who look different than us, Um, people who act different than us, people who sound different than us. Lord, we pray that you forgive us when we judge people by how they look. Um, And we just pray that, above all, you teach us how to see people with your eyes, how to teach uh, us to be friends of the friendless. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.